Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Mike Tom is away today. Capturing a child's interest on life lessons isn't easy. But today's guest, Justin Donner, is attempting to do that with a new book. Written like a fast-paced comic book, Ninja Cat, Whiskers of Choice, does a great job of tackling tough topics like bullying, stress, emotions, finances, and socioeconomic differences. Donner himself has lived on both sides of the socioeconomic divide, having gone from addiction to earning a master's degree in writing a best-selling memoir. He'll tell us what led him to write this new book and how he's involving his son in the writing process. That's today on Connections. Justin Donner is the author of a new book called Ninja Cat Whiskers of Choice. You have quite the story. You've gone from uh, addictions to to earning a master's degree and also writing a best-selling memoir and then now writing this children's book. Just tell us about yourself. You know, I grew up in Washington State, so I grew up on the West Coast there in a, a town called Bellingham, which is kind of in between Seattle and Vancouver. Um so I had opportunities growing up kind of to hit the city when I needed to, but otherwise, you know, out there on on, on that ocean life kind of relaxed. And then um, I wound up going to college, and then at that point is when some of the things that took place that I kind of addressed in the memoir started to kick in with a lot of people, you know, early, you know, late teens, early 20s, and, you know, you're out on your own, and maybe if you got, you know, an onset of some other, uh, mental illnesses or things like that, coupled with all the other lifestyle choices a person can make that um, took me down a different route where I had to start dealing with some other things in life, and uh, that put college on hold. I was actually trying to get into uh, medical school, so I was going to transfer to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor and got accepted there, but then a couple of you know foolish and drunken hijinks, and now i got to deal with some stuff back home, so then that hiatus led to uh, a relocation to California, and then when I was in California, um, I wound up by <laughs> some pretty crazy events, um, uh, working with this renowned chef who had um, uh, entered early retirement but still kept a restaurant going so he could train other chefs the way that he had been trained in Europe, where he learned all of his culinary skills, so wound up uh, working with him for uh, about a year and a half, two years, and then uh, some other things happened where I decided a, a change of venue was a good idea. So I knew someone in Minnesota, and they offered to let me come crash and figure something out out there. So I flew to Minnesota, and <laughs> um, once I got out here, then that's when things really kind of transpired that led to the the bulk of, of the, the recovery memoir, and that's when that process really took hold for me as far as making that turn toward getting things together in that capacity through the channels of that recovery process. I wound up in, uh, like, Fargo, North Dakota, of all places. <laughs> and then once I got to Fargo, um, I met someone and uh, wound up having, uh, we had a son together, and so when my son uh, was born right before he was born anyway. I kind of got uh, re-enrolled, finished college there, and then um, got connected with some people uh, in the Fargo law enforcement community and the academic community and parlayed that to um, a master's degree um, over at the University of California at Irvine. Uh, they just recently started an online program, so I only had to, I went down there for a week uh, for the orientation, but was able to finish up the two years um, remotely 
while working with the chief of police in Fargo uh, because we were going through that oil boom situation. This is back in like 2013, 14, and 15. And um, right before I was set to start working with him as a statistician with the department, my son's mom had her job uh, relocate from Fargo to the Twin Cities in Minnesota. So <laughs> I, uh, all right, we'll go to we'll go to Minnesota. So and we went back here to the Twin Cities. Um, and then once I was down here, some of the things going on in the criminal justice community weren't exactly enticing with what I wanted to do. So um, just like I said, rolling with the punches, an opportunity came up to work at this investment firm, and they were going to help get the uh, couple of financial licenses to be a licensed broker and um, investment advisor rep. So I decided to go down that road, and uh, while I was working on that stuff, obviously financial literacy started to become more apparent to me, or the lack of it <laughs> in uh, you know, my kids' world anyway, any books and things that I'd ever read. So uh, to help incorporate things I wanted to teach my son, I wound up um, coming up with the idea behind Ninja Cat. Tell us about this book. Yeah, so that's that's just like a it's a, it's a parenting tool is what Ninja Cat is. Um, it's, a, it's like a graphic novel for kids. Uh, it is about a castaway cat, a little street kitten, who um, has some adventures with his animal friends in the city, and they get caught up in a little scam with this lone shark, who's literally a shark, <laughs> literally a shark at the aquarium, and they, you know, buying some video games and stuff, and they get caught up with this alone, and they don't understand how interest rates work, like nobody does really. And all of a sudden, you know, some, some time into this alone, they owe loan shark a whole bunch of money, and they don't got any of it. So, you know, he's threatening to gobble them up. So they got to come up with a way to get back this money. And the process of making stressful decisions and trying to uh, come to uh, a solution to a problem where there's not an easy solution is something that, you know, I wanted to make sure my son knew about. So uh, they do come up with that. There's action and adventure. And then Land, the, the main character here is named Lando, the ninja cat. He finds out that his parents were ninja cats. And so then he, you know, meets up with a, a mentor and starts training and, um, and then the book will continue on into a series of other books then where he kind of continues on his crime-fighting adventures while trying to, you know, educate on uh, whatever subjects I think that my son's ready to handle. Uh, so the book is a tool to allow parents to have opportunities to discuss a variety of different topics beyond just the financial stuff, where otherwise, like, when are you going to really bring that up with your kids? And you also got your 11-year-old son involved in this. Tell us about that. Oh, so much. Yeah, so much. Um, I give him credit as editor because he uh, gave his stamp of approval on each and every picture, including if Dad forgot to draw something or if something didn't make sense or if it wasn't funny or if he thought this would be funnier, then we'd make whatever changes made his day because it's a kid book, and if it's not good by him, then it's not a good book. And then the same thing with the content, too. As we were reading it, I made sure that the story um, – was challenging enough that he had to think about it, but not too challenging that he got bored and lost interest. So in those ways, he contributed tremendously to to the story. And what was that uh, like to also be able to work with your child while creating this? What was that experience like? Oh, it was amazing because then we had an opportunity to, you know, we were both artists, first of all, so he loves to draw as well. So 
we would just spend time drawing together kind of what we thought the characters would look like, which was really fun. And then when we were coming up with the, the content and the subject matter, um, it was really cool to just generally, as we're writing a story, this page will be about this, but then he and I could talk about it a little bit more. There's some uh, pages about uh, a country family, kind of from Fargo, we'll say, and they come down to the city for a baseball game, and you get the city people telling them that, you know, they're kind of just silly rednecks, and then the, the country people are thinking everyone in the city is out to, you know, rob them, and just to talk about these prejudices that people have and stereotypes that we have and that, you know, that's not really how things are, but you can see how people get caught up like that. And so having those conversations with him while we're going over all this stuff just really allowed us to just spend that good time together talking about things that matter instead of just sports and video games. In your first book, you talk a lot about finances. Why did you pick that topic specifically? Well, I learned here living in the Midwest now about passive aggressiveness and like the term, you know, Minnesota nice or North Dakota nice. And what that means is if something is not ideal, you just don't talk about it for whatever reason. And you keep that shame inside and you just don't speak on the fact that the math doesn't work all the time, especially in this economy where even if you're making fifty, sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars a year, like you're not sitting pretty because of the cost of things and loans and interest rates and uh, maybe you had some credit card troubles in your, you know, early twenties and now you can't get a loan or you know what I mean? There's all this ripple effect from just not understanding at the beginning how to handle finance, how to understand um, that it's no longer an era of penny saved, penny earned will get you by. <laughs> this is a this is a loan driven economy that we're in, and credit and debit and all those things really are the way that the you know financial um, industry operates now. From car loans to mortgages to credit cards to small business loans to everything. And so I just want to make sure my son knew more than I knew, which was like, I just thought you just worked and saved and that was it. <laughs> you know, that's all there was to it. But, um, you know, that awareness uh, is just something people want to talk about. No one wants to say they don't have enough money or that the budget's tight or that we can't afford a trip. Instead, we charge it on a credit card and don't talk about it. So um, along with other issues, again, like, you know, the, going into the city and judging someone because they're from the country or thinking everyone in the city, you know, everyone that's urban is some sort of a gangbanger or a criminal or a drug dealer. Like, that's that's just not true. <laughs> but if no one's willing to talk about it because we think everything is just peachy keen as it is, then it really makes it difficult to get along with one another better. And I don't want my son to, you know, find out about all these things in life like in real time as they're happening to him it'd be nice if he was a little bit more aware you know you like to study before you get the test and prepared <laughs> really to be so in that way yeah. um i just felt that there were a lot of topics and my son's mom and i do not live together we both have um you know we, we live near each other uh we split time with our son 50 50 but we come from different sides of the fence for sure because she grew up born and raised in fargo and you know, we've talked about, in a nutshell, <laughs> my, my story before I met her. And so we just come from vastly different places with vastly different priorities for what we think is important for our son. So, um, you know, the best way to get that message out, because I know he's not the only kid that needs to hear it either, talking to other parents. It's a lot of other challenging topics where how do you broach that subject? When do you bring it up? So when my son and I read together uh, as he's grown up, there's 
been very few books where as we're reading, I can really like pause and like, oh yeah, this is what they mean. And this is what this is really all about. And it's actually pretty interesting. You know, usually the stories are mundane and without any real meaning. So um, yeah, I really wanted to work with him so I could spend time teaching him about stuff that's important in a fun way, and then also use that time together to put together something that maybe his friends can read. What are some of the other topics that you, you have in mind for the future uh, of Ninja Cat? So I asked my son. Basically, I was like, what? Without like directly asking for the book, just like, hey, what are some things, you know, top five things that, you know, you're, you're frustrated with at school or that just really, if you could rub a magic lamp and a genie could grant you three wishes to make your life easier what would you want to know about and obviously like bullying is a big one um and so to dive a little deeper into what that means uh beyond just physical bullying but gossip and spreading misinformation about someone um so different interactions um that he's having as he gets into middle school and just how those dynamics can be tricky um but also uh, some some heavier stuff um, with uh, like depression and um, in uh, up here in, in the Midwest here where we're from in North Dakota, there's kind of a uh, unfortunate uh, trend of um, you know depression and people not really handling it so well. And so we <laughs> discovered a character one day, a skinny turkey that was in the city. We're like skinny city turkey. That sounds like a good character. <laughs> so we're gonna have like a little turkey farm situation where they're born and bred to be like Thanksgiving turkeys. And, you know, knowing that that's the path that they're on, you know, one of these other turkeys sort of like, you know, hops to the front of the line and and one of the his peers kind of freaks out like, whoa, wait a minute, like what just happened? You know, <laughs> so without getting too into that, having that idea of people sometimes dealing with their sadness in ways that, can get pretty extreme and to, you know, be mindful of that when it hits you so that this little turkey character can kind of work out his situation with Ninja Cat helping along the way as the kind of protagonist of positive, you know, energy and good advice and, um, you know, and then they'll work through their, their little adventures and then at the end it's like, oh, well, yesterday was dark and gloomy, but, you know, tomorrow's a new day type of a, an approach because, that stuff seems to be popping up in stuff my son talks about, like that subject matter of, you know, things being kind of sad sometimes. And I know his friends get that way, and you just see it all over where, you know, kids these days are growing up fast. And you know, I don't want my son to, you know, first learn about, you know, sadness and depression when he's like 13 and feels like doing something that makes sense at the time because he's never really talked about it before. What's the response been like so far since you released Ninja Cat? overwhelmingly positive um the idea of uh having that many topics in one place uh has definitely been uh something that's been well received uh, the kind of kid graphic novel style similarly um has been well received uh there's really been um very few which is great there's been <laughs> very few criticisms at this point uh, you know, uh, mostly uh, just a lot of appreciation for involving a kid in something as well. Uh, you know, dad spending time with kids, you know, outside of the sports world uh, is, is not necessarily so common. So uh, putting something out there that has not really 
been done before has, has been kind of a common theme too that you know we've never really read a kid's book quite like ninja cat so i'm hoping to just continue the series um you know uh, as as the feedback comes back to you know improve on what needs to be improved and keep doing what's working i have two younger kids a three-year-old and a five-year-old but i find they take so much from books, it doesn't matter how many times you tell them something, but you, if you put a cool character in front of them and a cool story in front of them, they listen. Oh, for sure. And you can, like, reference it later. That's my favorite part about that. I do it with, like, you know, sports figures that he views as role models, too. Anytime there's an example in real life, and I can be like, oh, yeah, that's, like, in the book. Remember? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, in the book. And so then it reinforces in a positive way uh, what we're, you know, going through in real life, because then he can reference himself back to the book and be like, oh, that's why those are the same, or that's why that's important. And he's had a couple of moments where he's brought up something financial that just, oh, you, I couldn't be more proud, like the smile on my face, like, you know, he's, he's really paying attention to this stuff, and he's starting to understand already, like, how some of these things work with interest rates and buy now, pay later type temptations and the lure of the deal that's too good to be true, and all of a sudden he's you know, making comments, referencing Ninja Cat, you know, over this. And that's just amazing because, yeah, kids, you know, I, you can, you know, you can tell them until you're blue in the face. I can tell you over and over every day, and it's not going to do a fraction of the good as, you know, a quality book with a good character giving an example of that. Who are you hoping will pick up this book? I think just any any parent that, you know, is looking for an excuse to talk to their kids, you know. It's, it's tough sometimes to at the end of a work day to just be like, oh, yeah, it's a dinner table, you know, let's, let's talk about uh, peer pressure and <laughs> let's talk about, you know, stress and anxiety. You know, it just doesn't happen that often. So any, any parent that's, you know, got the intent to help their kids learn about life subjects that don't get touched in school, um, you know, this is, this is another good resource to help broach those subjects and, Make sure your kids are just aware that there's a lot more going on in life than just history and arithmetic. For people who want to learn more about yourself or about the book, how do they go about doing that? Uh, yeah, they can go to uh, the website. It's ninjacatbook.com. Just one long word there, ninjacatbook.com. Uh, or if they want to find out a little more uh, on the adult side, uh, where I'm coming from then, uh, there's another website, I Just Woke Up Dead. Dot com, uh, which is uh, my, my memoir, I Just Woke Up Dead. So I Just Woke Up Dead.com, uh, more for that recovery-based information. There's a lot of links to resources there as well. And then ninjacatbook.com. Well, it sounds like a great book for parents to pick up. Thanks so much for joining us today, Justin. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.